Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are Blended Life, and tonight's episode is going to be... We're going to answer your questions tonight. Yeah, it's communication in the blended family, but we're going to also answer <laughs> your questions. It's hard we, to find a common theme when we have a bunch of people writing in, so... But it's also really cool because we do get to touch on a lot of things, and they're your things. Not necessarily ours, and I personally, I like that a little bit better. What about you? Um, I like both. I like speaking on stuff that like jealousy and leadership that we've recently spoke on. Yeah. That's like just like a whole podcast. Stuff you're theme. really passionate about. Yeah. But then I also love talking about not us. Right. Or, you know. Speaking of leadership, you did a blog today. You wrote a blog today, right? I did. I actually, about, about well, that. and I did a blog, I did a blog companion to the last two episodes that we've had before this one, one on jealousy and then one on leading your blended family. So those are on, they're up, they're published. You can view them on our website, theblendedlife.net. <laughs> um, there goes the brain. What's so up, go to Chris? theblendedlife.net and you can go read my writings if you are so inclined. On your my writings blog are there. awesome. You know what? I have not got to read this one yet because you just finished it. What? I did. Like, like 20 minutes ago. I was going to say an hour ago, but yeah, it was like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So if you want to go take a ganda. Yeah. All right. Do it. You guys are new subscribers here um, and you're watching us live. Feel free to chat with us, uh, talk with us, ask questions. Um, We'd love to answer them as we go. And it just makes it more interesting. The dynamics. Chris is with us today. Chris hasn't been with us in a little while. No, I miss you you too, Chris. Chris. Hi. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is um, when you're ready to get engaged, you are sure this is your person, you're sure these are the kids you want to take on, and you're ready to make that commitment. Um, somebody had asked us, how do you tell the kids, and how and when do you tell the exes? That you are going to get married. I've shared my story recently. <laughs> that's what I. That's why I'm laughing right now. But um, you just talked about that a few weeks ago. But I yours, did. you found out in court, right? Yeah. Like so friends. I thought about the kid part, and um, I think that's the most important part. Honestly, who cares really what the ex thinks? Like it's a courtesy to give the ex. Yes, the information. but you do know that exes can make your life a living. Like it, 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 they. How you present things can either make it easier for you or harder for you. Right. So it does matter, and you should think about how and when. Timing's everything, but we'll start with the kids. What do you think about that? Um, I think the kids are the most important part. Like, yes, however you approach it with your ex is going to... It shouldn't, but it's going to dictate things a little bit. We're not starting with the kids. We're starting with the ex. It shouldn't. No, 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 no. I'm getting to the kids. But I think the kids are the most important part. The kids Mm -hmm. are the core part of this because the kids are the ones that are going to have to put up with this day in and day out in your household. And they're the ones who are uh, honestly most affected the most, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, I think the kids have more adapting to do than even us as adults because us as adults, we know what we're getting into. 
we mm-hmm. see things a little bit clearer, or at least we think we do. We think we do. <laughs> you know? But the kids, are, their whole world is kind of turned upside down, and they really have no say in this. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, they're going to tell you what they want or how they feel, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But at the end of the day, they have no say in it. <laughs> Sorry. Squeaky chair there, huh? Chair. You had burrito for dinner. I did. I'm, Watch I'm, out. I'm blaming the squeaky chair on the burrito. But no, so then how and when? Do you tell the kids before? Do you tell the kids after? Like, I think that I think that every woman probably would want it done differently. And you know your woman, know your audience right before you ask her. Speaking of audience, hi, Lori. Um, but, you know, I mean, a lot of blended families, when they get engaged, they include the kids. Right. So it's like if you wanted to include the kids in the proposal, um, then that makes it exciting for them. They get to plan how, you know, so then it's really easy. So then it's like, hey, I'm thinking about asking your mom to marry me. Um, and I would love for you to be a part of that. Would you like to help me plan? And that's a really easy way because now you're pulling the kids in and you're including them. And they're feeling like they're part of this. Right up front. Yeah. Um, and then you guys can come up with a plan to how to do it. And I've seen a lot of really fun ways of how to propose with kids involved. Now, that's not for everyone, right? That's, you know, it depends on the age, too. I mean, it it depends on a lot of different things. And if that's not your cup of tea, if you want it to be just you two and more romantic or, um, you know, then I think you have to tell the kids before, right? not after. Would you agree with that? Um, You know what? I think it's case by case. I think it's the more polite way of doing it but it's a good way like you just mentioned of bringing the kids into it making them feel like a part of it and if the kids feel like they're part of it mm-hmm. they're going to be uh, more accepting right and more willing to go along with it well and even if you don't want them there at the actual proposal you know maybe they get to go help pick out the ring oh there you go you know maybe they get to help like well what do you think your mom would like or where should i go ask her at even if they're not going to be actually part Gosh, of the I didn't proposal do, i didn't do any of this stuff i'm a failure um even if they're not going to be part of the actual proposal i think that if you get them involved in the conversation it's like when you know that this is what you want to do right because it's also a really good i mean their reaction's going to tell you a lot that's it's going to tell you right up front what struggles you're going to have, what obstacles, what you're going to have. If you're going to have struggles, if you're yeah, going to have obstacles. Yeah, I mean, if obstacles. they're super excited, then that's good to know, too. Yeah. If they're upset, you know, then that's a red flag. Maybe you wait a little bit to figure out what's really going on. Or if they just don't care, then it's like, well, they're just comfortable. Yeah. They're so, just kids. I mean, I think before, if before you ask, then I think you just need to man up and pull them aside you know, maybe take them out for ice cream. You can't take them out for ice cream right now. <laughs> can't go anywhere right now. Maybe you go on a walk. Maybe you try to go to the park. I don't know. We're going to walk from room to room, you guys. Um, <laughs> maybe you go somewhere that they, you can be alone for them, that you're not tipping off your soon-to-be fiancé, right? Hopefully. Um, and I think you have to do it before, and I think you have to do it as soon as you know. That this is your plan and this is what you're going to do. So it almost complicates things a little more because now you have, you should ask the parents, right? It's traditional. I asked your parents. Um, I don't remember if I asked the kids or not or if I told the kids or not. That part is kind of a blink to me. (laughs) But I definitely, what are you laughing at? Well, Jessica, right. I'm not laughing at her, but she says. Laughing with her. We get No, I'm not. I'm laughing at the third comment. But she says they are, the kids are the most important part. They have just, they have the least decision-making ability yeah they don't they're not it's true we've been like married they, for two years and they still have the least decision-making abilities <laughs> um and then brooke hey girl Hi guys. she says that she hopes the girls are 100 percent involved in the actual moment yeah. and i would expect nothing more you love those girls like your own um and then she says to you she says live and learn eric <laughs> yeah. that's why i was laughing it was just third funny. try is a charm right julie yeah, but if I have to go again, that's four. You need the oh, third time. I don't need it. I promise you I don't. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so if you're going to... My mom says I did. I asked the kids. Oh, I don't know if you did or not. Apparently I, I did. wasn't there. They well, knew. Yeah, they knew all about it. My parents knew about it. Your parents knew about it. 
but it seems like something I would have done. I wouldn't have been like, hey, guys. <laughs> you just can't remember. It was so significant he forgot. Yeah, but I mean, I don't re- I. I <laughs> I, I don't even remember telling my parents or asking my parents. I remember asking your parents and I had to like corner them one day at work and like pin them down for the two seconds I could before they went off and did their own thing. Mm. And uh, <laughs> the your mom was like, yeah, you know, like she was very much about it. And then your dad, your stepdad was like, well, you already bought the ring, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but I'm asking your permission. He's like, well, <laughs> you already brought the ring, didn't you? <laughs> anyways i thought it was just kind of a funny like you know it wasn't like no or like you know it was kind of like light humor but you know light humor huh yeah i'm laughing about it's heavy humor now (laughs) um and then you know if you guys decide to wait until after if you don't ask the kids permission and they have no idea if you decide that's the best option then i think you need to do it together with the kids you know i think you need to to tell them together that you're engaged and you're going to get married and have that conversation and make it fun and lighthearted you know and um but I think it's good to let kids know before it happens I think kids feel jilted afterwards like we're not important enough to tip off that you're gonna do this well it also depends like I was saying earlier like case by case I mean if the kids are two years old and Barney's life you know what I mean like it might not matter you know, but or sorry, be beat Bop is life. However, how cute it would it be to have Beepo. pictures of them in that moment that you can show later? That'd be fun. You know, I, I don't know. I think you just have we to. We included our kids a lot with our actual wedding, which we've talked about quite a bit on here. Yeah. But um, if you go on our YouTube page, it's actually the very first video that pops up. Like our, It's kind of our welcome video right now. But uh, like our our marriage baptism yeah. um, and the kids were involved and... Uh, I think having the kids there while we did all of our filming for our wedding, as you guys know, was kind of like a theatrical Hollywood production. I know you have to put up more um, videos I about do, it. I do. We have he no one's really even been that like, interested. In I'm the other interested. Ones. Holy hell! Wow. Um, so I haven't even. Uh, maybe like, I he will. was gonna put together. See, we got married, and he was so excited because. He was going to make like a movie and he was going to. I did make a movie. No, no. After the fact. After the fact, I was pretty exhausted. Two years later. I'm still exhausted. Have you guys ever been in a blended family? Just saying. It's exhausting. I would love a wedding video. Okay. I promise. One I'm day you'll have a wedding video. I'm putting it out video. there. It could be when I'm hey, uh, 80. When you're 80, you'll have a wedding video. Thanks. Maybe. Um. Anyway, so exes uh, you're getting quoted <laughs> um i don't have my keyboard so i can when just and how you. to tell the exes i don't i mean i don't know when i don't even know the story when did your ex know i don't did know you if tell her, my ex i don't or your ex no i don't know if her and i ever really had a conversation i feel like the kids may have and um, we were all, we weren't that far off. I feel like your ex got married really quickly afterwards. We waited a while. We waited years afterwards. Yeah. We waited a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex, ex, my got ex got married a little bit before us, but it was kind of around our engagement time. Wasn't it? I, I can't remember. Know. I don't know those timelines. Like I they, don't know when These are things married. that don't marry that ma- don't matter that much to me that I'm like, I couldn't tell you even the year that they got engaged or they got married. But I feel, I know it was before us, but I can't tell you how far before us. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things that like, she never really had that conversation with me. That didn't bug me. I never really had that conversation with her. It didn't bug her that I know of. You know, I feel like we both kind of found out through the kids. But that's a lot how our co-parenting is. Unless it's something that's like really worth talking about that mm-hmm. we both have a say in. I don't feel like we really involve each other. And I'm okay with that. And I feel like she's okay with that. It definitely creates less room for drama. For sure. So, I mean, you have some exes who are just out to make your life a living hell. And, you know, for those exes, there's no right answer, right? Whether you tell them or you don't tell them. Whether you tell them nicely, whether you tell them, you know, abruptly and rudely. It just doesn't matter. Right. There's that ex, right? And so then do what you want. You Lori know, says forget the exes. But, you know, there are some exes that, I mean, you know who your ex is dating. 
You know if they're living together, you know. So it shouldn't come as a surprise if you're doing the process like we're dating, we are moving in together. I think the next logical step for most people would be marriage after that. So in that case, does it really need to be an announcement? Well, and here's the other thing too, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, is also giving your ex too much information. You know, we talked a little bit about cutting the ties and separating yourself. Now, if you start telling them about this stuff and, (laughs) I mean, are you starting to let them in again too close and to open yourself up to criticism? And at the end of the day, do you really care what they think? I mean, you do it as a courtesy, but that's only Mm -hmm. if you're there in Mm -hmm. that relationship. You know, you... there's nothing wrong with, t- with drawing hard boundaries. So first of all, know that once you get engaged, um, I wouldn't tell your ex you're planning on getting engaged. Oh, gosh, no. Because that's just like, like here, come convince me not to or give me a hard time. Or, or sabotage it. Sabotage or it. Or let the other person know. Oh, my gosh. So I just, imagine? I wouldn't, because really it's none of their business, you right? Know, like I, they don't have a say. Real quickly, yeah. if you guys have amazing stories about like ex sabotage engagement stories please comment them i just i want to hear some because i'm sure that there are some wild stories out there that someone just raised their hand like that was me i want to hear about it because it's going to be pretty wild yeah no so i think you don't tell your ex beforehand i think once you're engaged kids kind of like eric said take care of it for you kids are normally you know this is what's going on you know don't use your kids to do it but don't be like Oh, go tell mommy or daddy that. No, but I mean, mommy or daddy's getting married. Understand that it's probably not going to be a secret once you get engaged. That the kids are probably going to tell the other parent. Now you know who your other parent is, so you should know. I mean, this is like kind of a question you have to they answer might already for yourself. Know if they Facebook stalked you. Well, here's the deal. Do you need? I don't know. Do you need to tell your ex? Is it going to be an issue if you don't? You can answer that question. If right. it's going to be an issue. Then and you feel like, yes, Julie, I need to tell my ex. Okay. So then send a text or an email and say, as a courtesy, I'm letting you know Susie and I are getting married. You're a lesbian? Yeah. Okay. And that Susie and I are getting married, period. And then that's it. You don't respond to anything. You don't answer questions. You don't take bait. You know, you are, do your due diligence. If you need to let them know, you let them know and you draw a hard line and you let it just rest there. You don't engage. Um, there's there's that type of X. And if you guys are friendly, then, you know, well, a little be side, friendly, bring a little them to the note. wedding, let them walk you down the aisle, be weird. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's going to be real weird. I bet you there has been ex-wives who have walked their ex-husband down the aisle to meet the new, like, don't you think this has happened? Yeah. There's a then, lot of weird fucking families out there <laughs> who are like. I time to beep you out these days. Well, it's just, because um, I'm just so not that person. It's weird to me, but they're way better people than me. Right. Obviously. Have you seen like the, uh, there was, I don't know if it's still a thing, but there's like the divorce weddings. Like, it's like a wedding, but it's like a separate, like, anyways, like it's a whole ceremony thing. Um, But a quick side note is we were talking a minute ago about the kids are going to relay this message. Now, if you guys are new in blended families or you're not, but I feel like new people need to know this and it was something great for us to know. Newbies. If, don't use your kids as the drama mules. Like the mess, your kids aren't your messengers. Your kids aren't your messengers. And just because your kids are going to tell them, like, if that's, if that's the case, let it happen naturally. Don't, don't prompt them and let them know. Because really, ultimately, what happens in your household, your kids, unless you completely hush them, and I and feel... don't put a gag order on your kids. Don't do things that you don't want other people knowing about. That's also destructive to kids. And I feel, yeah, and we've, de- and we've dealt them. with that a little bit yeah. in this household. But really... A good thing to live by in your blended family is that if you do or say something in your household or in front of your kids or where your kids can hear it, just know that there's a good chance that it's going to get back to the other household. Mm-hmm. So don't do things in your household or around Preach. That. Amen. Um, that is going to get back <laughs> to the other family that you don't want getting back to the other family because that's just fact of the matter. Yeah. No doggy style in front of the kids. Yeah. 
wait until they turn their backs. <laughs> All right. Um, second thing. <laughs> Drum roll. I don't know. What are you waiting for? Okay. So we had a question about filling it. Like, what are the expectations, boundaries, problems? Basically, what when you're filling in your spouse about communication with your ex. Oh, communication. Yeah. Like how much should people be filling each other in in regards to communication that's going on with the exes? This is a hard one um, because I feel I feel like there's a right answer. It but creates, there's a way. It's just it's a shit show. But, no, no. But there's a way that it gets handled. I feel like it's an. It should be an open book. I feel like you should be able to fill in and talk about all of it openly. But I feel like, especially in our relationship, it doesn't always happen that way, and I, it's not just one sided. Sometimes you are just so busy in life that you forget to share something with someone else or with your with your spouse, and it gets kind of lost. But it's also one of those things that I don't think that you should ever hide things. Like if something's that important to talk about, you should probably talk about it with your spouse. So don't ever have conversations with your ex that you're not willing to have with your spouse because one day they're going to find out. Or don't be texting things or emailing things to your ex that you wouldn't happily hand your phone or computer over to your spouse. But I think that's a good golden rule anyways. You shouldn't be doing that in life whatsoever. To anyone? To any, like really, though. I think at any point in time, you should be prepared, not that it's going to happen, but you should be prepared for your spouse to be like, hey, can I look at something on your phone? What would you do if that actually happened to you? If you asked, yeah. I don't even have, oh, my phone's streaming Instagram. But I'm just saying, like, that's all fine and well, but could you imagine, and I agree, I feel like you shouldn't, you should be able to show your spouse anything, right? Right. But how would you feel if, like, your spouse, me, I guess, mm-hmm. actually was like, yeah, let me see your phone, let's see this, uh, see, but let's do this. You would be so upset. No, I wouldn't. Well, yes, if it you was like- You would be so annoyed. Only if it was- that, but like- Yeah, because if it was like a, if it was like a so trust, annoyed. if it was like a trust issue, I'd be annoyed that- about that. But at, like, literally any time, like, I live by that rule, though. Like, at any time- like, my phone's open right now at the end of this podcast. I see it. Hi, you guys. Hi. At the end of this podcast, you're welcome to take my phone and, like... You would be, but is it even worth, like, the backlash you're going to get from your spouse if you actually look through their phone? If, I feel like if it's a drama thing, yeah, so it's a it's a double-edged sword. However, know. it's an open book. Like, you literally are able to take my phone anytime, and you know that. You'll Advice- do it, you'll give me your phone, but I'll be punished for it. That's not true honestly with honestly attitude. with attitude honestly Latitudes. give give the, <laughs> give the viewers a real picture of me would i really punish you for that you'd be annoyed be, if it was a trust issue but if you're just like why would i want to see your phone if it's not I a trust like, issue i feel like in the last right? few weeks no but that's why people want to see thing. a phone here's the thing and i think that a just lot of people saying. can relate to this there's been a lot of times in like the past two weeks i can think of where you've handed me your phone to do something or I've handed you my phone to do something. Like we'll be up at the lake and you're like, oh, can I see these pictures? And I'm like, here, just pick the ones you want and send them to yourself. You know, like I feel like we do that to each other quite often. Yeah, I where... had to see what <laughs> picture I wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the, we're Do totally digressing off. Oh, yes, that is. I still have it, you guys. I haven't lost it. Okay, but when to tell... So, I mean, if you're going to... You can't... I can't imagine actually being in a marriage where you are willing to die on every hill when it comes to this. Like, are you really going to be pissed off and start a fight with your spouse over they didn't tell you every communication they had with the ex. No, otherwise you and I would have been done a long time ago. And it's not because we do it on purpose. No, some marriages are like that though. Some people are just jealous or insecure or whatever it is. And they want to know every single time you talk to that ex. Now, if that's your marriage, I would invite you to look at why it's like that because that's not healthy and it's not normal. And... It's exhausting and life is hard enough. And let's figure it out. Let's talk about it and figure out why I mean, is this maybe, a problem. Maybe there are trust issues. There, yeah, maybe there maybe are. Maybe you dug your own 
fucking hole and oh, here you go. Here this is your now your life because you broke trust. If that's your life, then put tape over your mouth and hand your phone over because too bad or leave. I don't know. No, don't leave. Figure it out. Work it out. Communicate. <laughs> well, that's really, but- that's what this podcast is about. It's about communicating tonight's podcast. It's about communicating with your spouse, communicating with your ex and co-parenting. It's about communicating with your kids. Yeah. You know, communication is key mm-hmm. in any relationship. And I know we've talked about this a hundred times. Well, yeah. And I do want to validate people who are like, it, okay, look, it is annoying when decisions have been made and you don't know about them. You know, it is annoying when your spouse and their ex have decided a custody issue or they're going, the you, the kids are going to be here a day earlier, not coming home for three more days, or there's a homework project that we got to take care of in our house or whatever it is. And that was discussed and decided and you weren't let in on it until the day of. Those ones like, bu- that's yeah, annoying. I Those are the ones that bug you the most. It's, it's annoying. the little things that bug you the most. Like there'll be days where it's like my ex is like, hey, can you come pick your son up? Or, hey, I'm going to drop him off in 20 minutes. You know, like something's not working out. And it's like he gets dropped off like on a Thursday night. And you're like, wait, what? You know, but I'm like, wait, I didn't even have time to communicate this with you or you were gone. And it's the little ones that seem to well, get Well, it's just I think it's, trouble. I don't, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to want to know what to expect in of your course. household. Of course. So I it's agree. annoying when you don't. No, or, or you feel like you're not important or not knowing something that's going on with your stepkids. Okay. Not being in the loop because you weren't told makes you feel less than or dismissed or unworthy, you know? Um, and I do just want like that. And I think that is the crux of two, what starts like fights about this. But here's Tracy has the flip side of that right there. She mm-hmm. says, but communication is hard if it always, if it's always going to end in a Dude, fight. Greed. <laughs> Which is also like, yeah, sometimes like you feel like you're walking on eggshells. You're like, oh, do I want to talk about this? Do or I, I want not want to talk about this? What yeah. I have found to be the best thing is just talk about it because you know what? If your spouse wants to get mad about it, at least Mm -hmm. you did the right thing. At least you communicated it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I've gotten better at that because sometimes if I don't communicate it or if I'm lax about it and just forget about it, Mm -hmm. like it's better for me. And I got in the habit a while ago. I'd screenshot you and be like, here, send it, you know, Mm -hmm. and like this is what's going on. Well, and that's nice because you're just in the loop. Like you're. Like, some points, it's a respect thing. Like, if there's something going on with the schedule or with the kids, you know, let your spouse in on it. Like, sure. they're, you want them to be involved in the kid's life, but you want to withhold information. It doesn't work like that. Right. But what Tracy's you know? saying, though, is sometimes you try to involve them, and it's going to be an argument anyways. Regardless, it's going to be an argument. It's well, like, then who are you married to? Or, like, or I don't, again, like you mentioned, find out what the core issue is like, is it actually the communication? Is it actually the kids? Like what part of this is bugging your spouse or your significant other? Because for every time you have to talk to your ex for that to cause a fight in your marriage would be devastating to me. Yeah. And you like, we would just have a miserable marriage because you talk to your ex sometimes all the time and sometimes none of the time. Yeah. It's like weird. you'll it's, have spouts where you're talking multiple yeah. times a day and then you don't talk for a month. Or yeah, a that's week. how, that's exactly how it is. I feel like yeah. I, we had a lot of communication a month or two ago and I feel like I haven't talked to her in two months. Yeah. You know, at all. There's been like no communication, which is fine. We're still kind of in the loop, but also it's summertime. Kids not doing any homework or there's not school or sports. Yeah, there's, there's not, nothing to do. There's not right a lot now. to talk about. But that's actually yeah. that's actually a sign of like, hey, we're actually co parenting pretty well. We're co parenting about the kids. We're not co parenting about us. We're not at each other's business or each other's drama. Right. We're not we're not like hanging out and just chatting to chat. Like right. we're talking about the kids when it's time to talk about the kids. Right. And that's like, hey, it's actually working. You know, and if you're married to somebody who's insecure about you talking to your ex, you know, I think the only thing that re- and and you've given like they're insecure or jealous and you've given them no reason to be because sometimes people don't own up to that. They've they've done things that 
are good cause for pause on the other side. Like good cause for somebody to be like, wait a minute. T-shirt. Good cause. Can you write that? Write. Write it down. There she goes, people. Write it. (laughs) It better be a paw, though. Stop. Oh my gosh! What other buttons do I have, you guys? Um, no, but I mean, you have to. I mean, if you've really done nothing to give your spouse a reason to be jealous or insecure, and it's causing a fight, um, and they're maybe it's just their insecure personality from their past. I don't know, and it's really hard for it, them. Maybe it's from the beginning of your relationship, and you guys cheated on your exes with each other, and that forged an insecurity. I mean, there's so many reasons, but I feel like if there is an insecurity, there's a very good chance you know what it is. And if you absolutely have no idea and you've done nothing and you're purest, the, you know, purest snow, that's right. I'm petting her. Mm. For all of you listening, I'm literally petting her. A little lower to the left. Stop. (laughs) That's her face. Um, (laughs) Um... if you've done nothing, then I think it just takes some time and consistency. You know, just stay calm, be an open book, do your best to communicate, try not to be emotional about it. Hey, I talked to Fred and the kids are coming over Saturday at two. Just want you to know. And then your ex gets mad or your spouse gets mad and goes, why is the mailman coming over at two? <laughs> you know, but just, I mean, stay consistently just calm and, you know, I would just, it. sometimes it just takes time. Sometimes it takes years. People who are broken don't operate with a full right heart. They're broken. They don't, they're not all there. And so when you're dealing with a broken person, you can't expect a whole person re- re- like reaction. You know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. So he deals with us every day. <laughs> I wasn't about to say it. <laughs> um, but it's true. You can't expect to, a whole person to to react when you're dealing with brokenness, you know? So. Yeah. Anyway. You know what? And if you realize that you're dealing with brokenness, one of the best things to do is try to figure out why that brokenness in there is there and what you can do to help change that or fix that or mend that or at least just make it easier. Mm. There's a lot of little things that you have struggled with. There's a lot of things I've struggled with, but we it's it's part of again communication. You don't seem to it's, ever struggle. You're just like stoic and strong. That's going to be our that's, He's never that's jealous. Our, He's our never insecure. Tonight, He's never jealous. He's never insecure. He doesn't care. I could go talk to the homeless man on the street, the street, and but go home. Instead, with him. it's the mailman. Yeah, I, we have like six different mailmen. Have you noticed that? No, like I, one I, woman. I only know of one. We know one. <laughs> I, I'm sure you do. We have like one woman, and I think two or three guys. It's random. You, Anyways, <laughs> one, one's like pretty, pretty normal. But he knows every single know male one. person. That's funny. So Brooke says. That she says, I think sometimes the bio parent is frustrated dealing with the ex and puts it out of their mind, forgetting to relay the information. That, that happens, happens to us yes, amen. a lot. Where and it's just you, like, I don't want to think about this anymore. Like, I dealt with it next. Or life just went you know? on. Amen, and sister. You went on to the next thing and you're not thinking about it. And that, I get caught up in that often. That's that's my biggest hang up is like, oh, I totally forgot about that. I forgot to tell you about this. You forget a lot. I forget a lot, but I also... He's no elephant. But I intake so much, like, I Just multitask say. a thousand things in a day sometimes. Like, today. Today was a busy a day. star, No, love. but other days, I'm like, yesterday, I don't feel like I input as much, you know? But some <laughs> days, I'm just like... He's inputting all non, over the place. <laughs> it's non-stop. I mean, I... Look at him go. I can't even remember inputting. what we were talking about. I was inputting so much. <laughs> moving on um when your stepchild says hurtful things to you such as my mom's a better mom than you (laughs) how to deal with that as a step parent um you know what if i've never really dealt with this your kids have always been pretty um kind in that department and i think if i were to deal with that I would kind of laugh it off, but that's my humor. You would, like, I can tell you what you would say. You would what? be like, 
I ain't your daddy. <laughs> you tell my kids that all the I, time. Yeah, because, no, because I ain't your daddy. Yeah, because don't call me dad. I ain't your daddy. That's not what I say. They'll like they don't call you no, dad, the but they're list, like she'll, she'll go. She'll go, mom, and I go, I ain't your mommy. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like when we sit by each other, she goes, I wasn't talking to you. I'll be like, oh, good, I wasn't talking to you. Yeah, you know, like I'm. Just That's silly what with you that. would say though, totally. if they if if my kids came at you with that, like my dad's a better dad, you'd be like, good, I ain't your dad. <laughs> That's exactly how this probably, would go. That's probably household. how it would go. For it would sure. turn into a joke, and I would and it would turn into a light thing. But at the end of it, both I and the kids would laugh about it, and it and it wouldn't be a hurtful thing. I'm yeah. like, you know what? Good, your dad's a better dad. Like, good. That means your dad is doing something right. You love him. You respect him. And like, I hope my kid or kids feel that I'm a better dad than their stepdad. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> I'm trying, love. I'm trying. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Should we go ask them? Well, I think that that's a really actually enlightening because if you can not take it, you give it more power. Like, first of all, they're kids. They're emotional. What do they know? Well, they're just kids. Kids are very egocentric. They don't know what's really going on most of the time in adult land. And they don't know all the hurt that's happened. They don't know all the bullshit. They shouldn't know. You have to. Endure, all of they this. shouldn't. They shouldn't know the hardships of your co-parenting with your with your ex. Like truly, right? And so they make these ignorant statements when they don't know what they're talking about. So if you can not give it power by not getting emotionally upset by it, you know, like like Eric said, making a joke, making it lighthearted, be like, oh, good for you, you know, or letting it roll off your back or moving on to the next subject or, you know, well, let's buy your mommy a gold star, you know, <laughs> and, a, and a grill to go with it <laughs> and a grill to go with it. Um, you know, but if you can turn it into something that isn't so like you're devastated and hurt and upset and it's an issue and now you're turning it into an issue with your spouse and right. my stepkid doesn't like me and, you know, you if don't blow it up to be so detrimental that it ruins your day, your week, your month, your whatever. <laughs> just finishing that sentence for you. Just, Richard and I finish each other's sentences sometimes. Um, but I think that if you can not give comments like that power, um, it will help you deal with it and it will stop the comments. You know, sometimes kids are just seeking attention also. Um, and sometimes kids are just rude. So how do you, (laughs) but how do you break that? Right. If you don't give into the, the drama that is a rude child, like a child by example, that's the thing. If you want your kids to not be rude and you want them to be polite and you you want them to be courteous. And again, we've talked about this. You lead by example. You, you don't, don't sit there and watch South Park with them and then get in, tr- like get in trouble <laughs> when they repeat it. Oh, says says the woman whose kid watches Friends all night. I'm like, man, this 10-year-old knows more about sex than I do. True story. <laughs> True story. Wow. Anyways. We do. We have like. You guys are like friends, friends marathoners. Friends, marathoners. This is the first time I've ever, we at dinner tonight, like you were sitting there writing a blog. Something about Jesus. <laughs> I was. I, why am not, I should not be laughing. That actually is not funny. I, I'm laughing. Anyways. Um, it was It was. And comical. we're in the other room and I'm, I'm like, and it, it's hard to get, like, if it's just him and I going to eat and like you're over eating somewhere and like we're not doing anything as a family. He's like, why can't I just eat downstairs? Why can't I just do my own thing? So I'm like, come upstairs. We'll watch something fun or funny. South Park. This is literally the first time him and I have ever watched South Park together. He's almost 14. I know. I was, I'm like, I, I'm I had just friends. Jo- it was a joke. No, so I know. You can't I'm, no, I'm not even offended oh, at all. I'm just making, jo- making jokes. I'm just thinking it's funny. You're like, defending yourself. I remember watching South Park in like fifth or sixth grade. I was never, you know, a show at my, my biological dad's house that I always loved and I was never allowed to watch was um, Simpsons. Oh, Simpsons? Yeah, they thought Simpsons was a devil when I, I was like you know eight, what? nine, I wasn't, ten. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons as a little kid. I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons. It wasn't until I was like early teens that my parents just stopped caring. <laughs> You're like, we can't. <laughs> no, even, we can't even we handle this care kid. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beavis and Butthead were amazing. Never allowed to. I wasn't allowed to watch them. I watched um, Beavis and Butthead. I would sneak it and watch it sometimes. Daria. But I, but Daria. after I sneaked it and watched it, I realized I didn't like it. Like if Beavis and Butthead came back on TV, oh. I wouldn't watch it. See, Same I thing with Beavis Simpsons. And I don't love 
The Simpsons. I love I love adult cartoons, which is weird. I it's love them. weird because I, I don't. can't I can't make it through a whole episode of The Simpsons. I'm what just like you. Well, I, why do you hate? I just get you're lost. Racist I get, against The Simpsons. Yeah, Yellow Lives Matter. I know, We're but I do. But I do like Family Guy, and I think they're yellow ish. No, they're kind of skin color. I lie. Yeah, no, I do like The Simpsons though. Like, if you ask me, do you like The Simpsons? I'm like, yeah. But I'm but like, you won't watch an episode. Nah, but I get bored quickly with them. It's not you fun. don't like it's the Simpsons. It's not funny enough. It's oh not witty enough. God. Whereas like Family Guy is witty and then it's like squirrel onto the next thing. And that's a lot like my brain, you guys. Absolutely. Okay. Um, there it is. How, how, okay, I'm going to say a word and you're just going to go with it. Okay. How to stop the tit for tat. <laughs> Do you have a tit tat? <laughs> not yet. Oh. Are those things tit tats? Okay, how like I knew we were just gonna stop here. Like let me get, like get it you out and I'll it. finish it. Okay. Anything else about the tit? No. Nope. Or tat? You could be get a cat on the tit as a tat. Okay. What do you think about that? How to stop the tit for tat that exists in your blended family? You said tit. We do this quite often. We are. I think one of our biggest what of struggles our j- or is jokes is it a joke? I always tease her and I go, okay, eye for an no, eye. No, because you get mad because you, <sighs> I do something to you and then you come back doing it at me. Well, and I'm like, okay, eye for an eye. Or. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but you don't. I do. You don't. I do. And you then don't. it's learned to me a lot. That's why. You don't. I haven't spanked your booty in three whole days because eye for an eye. Okay, but he would slap my bare I, ass so I don't hard, mean to. It would bring tears to my I know, eyes. And, I and then he's running around the room like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and mute like, the mic now. Holy I didn't shit. mean to. Uh, yes, I. it was a one time and I felt really it bad. It was not for a it. one time. That was your daughter the other times. Don't give me that. It was her more than me. Nope. Liar. Anyway, um, but I don't know. How do you stop the tit for tat? It's really hard because one of the most, the things that bug me the most, and I'm sure bugs him too. Is like he will complain about something he does himself. And I'm like, or be upset or annoyed or accuse me or whatever. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, no, no, no. No. Like, we get it. We get it. Don't like you do this. So if you don't like this being done, then don't do it. Otherwise, shut up. Also, but that's where the tit for tat starts with me. Can you stop with the tit? Every time you say it, tit, giggity, tit. Anyways, you have nice. Or what if it was like Peter when he goes every time you say Meg? Oh my gosh! All the all the Family Guyers know that. So this is something that we struggle with, and he does it too. Like if I bring something to him, he'll be like, "Well, you let your kids do that." You know what I mean? Like that's how it usually is with our kids. Although no, it's with our behaviors. We just do this. It's with everything. It's life. Yeah. How do we stop that? We just don't do it. Okay. Well, no, I think what you have to do to stop it is that you have to just let the other person get out what they're trying to say and let it be its own individual thing. Like if you had a problem with something I was doing. So just allow the tit, (laughs) but don't give the tat. Yes. Because here's the deal. If it was an issue, then you should have brought it up. Right? If you had an issue with it, you should have brought it up. Don't piggyback off my issue. (laughs) That ain't my, that ain't your issue. (laughs) That ain't your issue. That's my issue. Um, (laughs) Which one? All of them. Yeah. Everything. Um, But I think that if you have to try to understand your spouse and hear your spouse and not be thinking of the rebuttal, because so much, we as humans, I think, just want to defend ourselves. You know, we're like fight or flight. I do that quite a bit. We, we just want to defend ourselves because we don't want to hurt people and because we are good and it I isn't our intention, And but we don't hear our spouse. And, like, if our spouse is hurting or upset, like, I think that should matter to us. And if we can show that that matters, I think our spouse's defenses will come right down and be like, you know. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. I will or, try harder not to. I well, will. that's all, like, blah, blah, blah. It is? But like, I think that if you like, I didn't like, I didn't realize that me slapping your bare ass and leaving a handprint 
hurt you. I didn't leave a handprint, but I did. But this he is the conversation. Once. No, this is the conversation. Anyways, I'm just well, I'm going to be put in jail here soon. So <laughs> good luck paying the bills. None oh. of us can pay bills. You're no, like no. It okay. was it. We're gonna see. You're not gonna be put in jail. It's your mic's fun. your mic. Oh your mic. Um, energy bill is not being paid now. So, <laughs> sorry, her mic bill got her her mic energy got shut off. You guys, she is no longer. <laughs> Anyways, oh what we can't hear you. Your mic got turned off. You do have the power to do that, love. I know, but I just think if you can like acknowledge and affirm how your spouse is feeling, or whatever, and not, and then if you do have an issue, like bring that up at a later time. Or if they apologize to you right when something happens and then they make a good conscious effort to not do stuff like that again. Yeah. I feel like that should be rewarded too by acknowledging that on your podcast because that is something that people try to work on. Yeah. And I think that's good communication. It but is. We'll get to that one day. <laughs> Anyways. Oh no, did I offend you? I'm not offended. You are offended. Mm-mm. I'm going to go get a tit tat after this episode, you guys. What if I did? I have no tattoos, but I might get a tit-tat. I love tattoos. Yeah? How about a tit-tat? I want more tattoos. Okay. What should my next tattoo be? If you guys I think have... this one right here. Mike Tyson right here to the <laughs> face. If you guys have tattoo ideas for me, let me know. Do you guys know I have a lot of tattoos? I don't think anyone knows that. Mm. The mailman knows that. I mean, that. I don't have, I mean, I think I have, do you think I have a lot? Not a lot. Like, in uh, and, and generally speaking. I think I have speaking, a lot where you can't see. No, I think you are, uh, yeah, I mean, but generally speaking, a lot these days is like a 10. You're at like a six. You have more than the average person, but you're mm. not like, holy crap, that chick's tatted up. You know what I mean? But I could be. You could and be. And I wouldn't be mad but, at but it. But you're you're like on a scale from like zero being none to ten being like face tattoos. Mm-hmm. You're like a six. A six? Yeah. Well, that's not going to do. Six. You're I'm a six, six in my book. My husband just called me a six, everyone. <laughs> Take note. Just anyway. kidding. Um, you're going to get a chest tattoo? No. Let's talk. A tit tat. Just you the tit. be a tit? Yeah. All right, you have a nice chest. This is like why to we show get negative feedback your chest. because we just go on these stupid <laughs> rants and you. Won't okay, go on but the Eric next has a very nice body and a very nice chest. Well, thanks. So you can't you guys, see it on the podcast, you guys. You can. You can see Are it you on drunk? YouTube. All right, anyways, we're gonna end this, you guys, because this is getting fucking weird. All right, moving on. Wait, we're gonna end this. We have one more. This is getting weird. I've. All right, if you guys are still here, like, <laughs> apparently you've got more issues than we do. All right. Um. So, but Brooke said, oh, Brooke said to show your chest. Yeah. Like a monkey. Um, but she also suggested that to stop the fighting back and forth, to just go have some fun. On like, our podcast? In general. Oh. See, you get mad that things get weird, but like, look what just happened. I thought that's what she was talking about. I'm like, no, she was <laughs> she saying was like how to, to stop up, the tip for tat. Shut like, up and get fun. back on topic, you guys. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Oh my gosh. All right. Number five, when your significant other is convinced your kids don't like them. (laughs) Okay, go for it. And go. I think this is something that is really damaging to blended families and oftentimes not true. Um, It's assumptions that are made and then they get in your head and then you circle the drain and then you create problems that aren't there and don't exist. And then you start reading into every little thing your stepkids say and do and make it about you and taking offense to it and taking offense to it. And when you get in that negative cycle, it's very destructive for not only yourself, it's destructive to your relationship to your stepkids. And it's also very destructive to your marriage because it's really hard to be a bio parent in the middle of that. It's really hard to be a bio parent with a spouse who's always coming at them that their significant other is, or that their step that their children don't like you, right? Or you're, you know, what I'm trying to say. We know what you're trying to say. Maybe you finish this up. No, I think you're you're spot on with it. It ends up just being, it ends up being toxic to use a trendy word, um, and that just lingers. 
in your head and in your mind space and it, you never really come out of it if that's where you end up getting stuck. You get sucked into it and now everything's just negative. My kid doesn't my stepkid doesn't like me. My stepkid doesn't be want to be around me. It's a downer. It's a downer, but then it just it it seeps into the whole family. It then becomes a cancer that seeps, seeps into the whole family and Yeah, and then your spouse gets what does a spouse feel in that situation? Yeah, you feel stuck in the middle. You feel like you can't win with your spouse because your kid's there, but you need your kid there because you're the parent and you love your kid. And then you also are like, why is my kid doing this? You know, it's making yeah. my spouse feel this way. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's all just a whole bunch of just negativity that brings down the whole family. And, you know, and as a, it's a bio parent in this situation, you want to fix it because you want harmony, right? Like right. your ideal as a bio parent here is for everyone to love each other, for us to be as close as a natural family as possible. Um, and when that is out of whack, you're trying to figure out how, what can I do to fix this? Like, where do I need to step in? And that's a tremendous amount of pressure and a tremendous amount of responsibility that I think is not is like misplaced like it's it's not the bio parents job to like your response your relationship with your stepchildren should not be the the bio parents responsibility like that is on you a little bit so or mostly Mm -hmm. so I think that you need to just let like have a conversation with the stepkid like if you really believe your stepkid doesn't like you you know, be the adult, have a sit-down conversation, let them know how you're feeling, ask them, like, is there something you, do you have an issue with me? Like, can we work this out? What's going think, on? I don't think even asking them like that, do you have an issue with me? How would you talk to, because I, I think, think it needs to be talked about. Yeah, I think you need to come down to a little, that's almost a defensive um, way of asking. I think it needs to be like, hey, you feel like there's anything that we need to talk about? You know, is there... um anything that I could do different to make you happier in the house, you know, make it less of a defensive and more of an offensive. Let them. Yeah. Like don't attack your stepkid. Let them put the things there. If they're going to be negative, let them put them there. Don't bring them there and be like, Hey, find the negative things for me. Be like, Hey, what's, what's going good. What else could I help with? What else could I do for you? Um, you know, be there to let them know that you are there for them. That's excellent advice. So maybe don't even bring it up. Maybe just engage them in meaningful ways such as, you know, hey, do you need anything today? Do you need help with anything today? What Um, about, you know. Would you like to go do something today? Here's a simple thing, you know. What's your favorite thing that I make for dinner, you know? Or what's your favorite thing if your dad, you know, that um, I make for dinner or that I barbecue or, Mm -hmm. you know, your mom and I are going to the store can we pick you up anything special? What's something you would like? Mm-hmm. Make it a little more about the kids. Make them feel important. Make them feel special. Yeah. And let them know that you are listening to them, that you care what they have to say and how they feel. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if they see you caring about them and showing interest in them, mm-hmm. it's going to help them come around a little bit more. But if it's never about mm-hmm. them, but they see you doing this, for your biological children, asking them what they want, you know, or, hey, we're, we're running to 7-Eleven to pick up drinks, you know. You just ask your kids and then you never ask the other kids, you know, or eventually learning what the other kids like, learning what your stepkid likes and just showing up and surprising them, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's something um, I think both of us have worked on, you know. It's like we know we've been around long enough that we can figure things out with our kids without even having to ask them. Now we'll ask them sometimes Mm-hmm. But if you can just show up and surprise them with something, it's like, oh, they actually care about me. They actually pay attention to my thoughts and my feelings. And that's yeah. that's a, that's got to make you feel special as a kid. Totally. And if you are a bio parent in a situation and you do have kids who do not like your spouse um, and they struggle with that, I I wrote this down, but remember that like feelings, fo- feelings follow actions. So actions create reactions. Yeah, so if you can encourage or bring along your kids or just to do nice things for your significant other, for their step-parent, you know, it oftentimes softens hearts. And then also in return, like Eric was saying, if you can have your 
you know, your significant other or the step parent do nice things for the kids or be engage meaningfully or, um, you know, and even if they don't feel it, the niceties will evolve into something that's a little bit softer than all those rough, hard edges. And um, that is something that the bio parent can help facilitate. And that's part of being a leader in your blended family is help facilitating those um, times where you can be kind and nice and um, just help each other and promote gratitude. You know, I think so many kids are so ungrateful for the lives they lead. We have so much to be thankful for every day in our families, and that should be talked about. You know, when kids just talk about the negativity and your spouse just talks about the negativity and everything's just going wrong, you know, maybe you stop and you flip the script and you start talking about what's going right. Right. You know, I've done that with my kids with you. Absolutely. You know, I've been, and I know you haven't with me, like we've had to tell our kids like, look, you know, you're so lucky you have a stepdad who doesn't spank you. You have a stepdad. <laughs> There's a lot. I know. I just, <laughs> I'm going back to the tit for tat thing. <laughs> it just fits hand in hand. But yeah. No, like you're lucky you have a stepdad who. Or doesn't beat you or call you names or belittle you. Or ignore or, you mm-hmm. or, you know, who punishes you and makes you stay in your room or who doesn't allow you to have a relationship with your mom because they're the dad in the house, you right. know, like. Sometimes you have to put your kids in their place and give them some perspective because even the greatest people get talked badly about, you know, and I know Eric's done that on my behalf, you know, with your kids sometimes where you have to be like, look, you have it really good. You know, no one's perfect. And yes, everyone has their issues. But in the grand scheme of things, you guys pretty got lucky in the step parent department. I tell my kids this all the time. Yeah, be an advocate for sure um, yeah. and show the kids, you know, don't sit there and, you know, like your kids are mad at your your spouse for some reason and then fuel that fire and talk crap about your spouse with your kids because all that's going to do is solidify those that negative energy. I never thought of people doing this. You people, think people will do this. Think about it. Think about it. Think of all <laughs> that think is of, like think of all the girlfriends or all the girls that you've known in your life and you sit down and you hear the trash talking about your husbands. And you, I don't tell me you've never heard no, another this woman. No, ha- this does happen a lot. I just never husband. thought about it with kids. It same thing happens with I guess kids. With their exes, it might happen too. I it's just always going. But to. when you're in a blend, it's just so counterintuitive. Are even worse. But it's so cause counterintuitive to having a successful blended family to sit there with your kids and engage like disrespectful talk against your spouse. Like so how do you think it? Yeah. So how do you think mind. it goes when men are out there talking? crap about their spouses with other men you know or they're talking about their wives or women are out there talking about talking crap about their husbands it's the same thing it's so detrimental to your relationship and just fills you full of hatred and toxicity and it's just it's all negativity that how are you then going to go home and love your spouse at that point well not only that but when you do nothing but trash talk your spouse to your friends this is a little bit off the subject you can't expect your friends to then like your spouse. Like that's also really interesting to me. And I always thought that like when I hear about the horrible things my spouse, my friend's spouse has done to her, I don't really like him much. Right. Like I'm not really wanting to spend time with him. I'm like not really wanting to be super stoked for her. I'm not really want, you know, so that be mindful as you're sharing and who you're sharing your problems and issues with right yeah if you run to um you know if you say i I mean i'm really close with my parents i'm really close with my mom if i run to my mom and all i do is trash talk you you think my mom's gonna have a good outlook or a good feeling about you no and she's gonna encourage our relationship no it's gonna be all negativity you guys what you put out there um in conversation is what your conversation is going to evolve around yeah and if it's all negativity then that's all you're going to get back in return. So marry someone that you can hold in high regard and high esteem to the people around you. Because it matters. It does take a village. Like you have people at your wedding who are all witnessing your vows and who are all present and promising to, you know, essentially. Could you imagine trash talking your spouse in your vows at your (laughs) wedding? I wonder if people have done this. Oh, I bet that exists. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I bet this exists. That would be, if you guys know of anyone who's done that. Email us. 
email us. But anyway, well, that's it. That's all we got for tonight. No, I hope you guys, you guys got something out I of hope all you, of some that. Some of you are still with us. We got a little off topic there for a minute. We are, yeah. Talking See, about this is why it's well because you say tit and then you, you said explodes. it. I didn't say. It. Did I? Who said you it? You just first? said it. Who said it first? I said it first. Yeah, tit for tat. See you guys. <laughs> Anyways, I know we're silly. We like to be funny. Anyways, if you guys enjoyed this, if this is your first time listening, we apologize. <laughs> this is your first episode. episode. <laughs> or a few of the others. But <laughs> or any to, others. We we'd promise love to, to have better. you guys as subscribers and write into us. We'll write back to you. Um, we love answering questions. We will also create topics on uh, questions that you guys have. So hit those thumbs up, you guys. We got a few people watching right now. Hit that thumbs up on, it, on uh, YouTube. Anyways, you guys, Julie just wrote an awesome blog today. I know it's awesome because she wrote it. I haven't read it yet. He hasn't read it. It I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it tonight. But you guys go read it um, on our website, theblendedlife.net. Anyways, talk to you guys next week. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye.